We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. It's going to sound familiar. Talking wrestling again today. Again. Yes, it's so much wrestling the past couple of weeks. But guess what? That's on the top of the docket. Later on in the week, we do have UFC because we have a full UFC pay-per-view in Australia. Trash. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say the main event's good. No, it's trash. It is one of the worst pay-per-views of the outcome of this. Yeah. But Australia's going to show up. That's fine. I don't need to pay to watch that. No, you don't pay to watch any of this. I'm just saying, if I had to pay, like, (laughs) just put in respect of what you guys got to look forward to. So you got to pay for Sydney. Yeah. You didn't have to pay for Singapore, and you don't have to pay for Vegas on Mexican Independence Day, but you have to pay for Sydney. Both of those events are better than 293. Top to bottom, yes, but the main event is who you're paying for. It's a boxing card. You're not even paying for a good fight. You're just paying to see Izzy. Good I, or not. $79 for that shit. Fuck out of here. Izzy's doing the equivalent of fighting a mandatory. It's not even a mandatory. It's you, just who's left. Yeah, you, you know what's going to happen. We'll talk Go about it. Go out there. You want to see him dance a little bit. You want to see the entrance. It's the spectacle of it. Yeah. I get it. So... I don't. Tune in later this week so I can shit all over that car because that's what's about to happen. <laughs> and then I was looking at boxing. There's actually not that much boxing. No, there's nothing. So you know what that means? Uh-oh. I think this is the week. Woo, 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 woo. It is going to be our first all-hip-hop show. So I will dig into uh, the interwebs, see what's going on in music. Don't we'll find anything that's that. trash and just try to piss me off. 100%. That's how y'all 100%. Doing, finding the... The best list to piss you off. We will be discussing that. People want old school stories. I think since this is our first and some people, it's been a while, like probably since we're Blue Wire, since we did like an all like really hip hopped out show where we told stories and all that stuff. I think this being the first one, we have to, we have to start where we start. And so I need like a hip hop site story. I need and I got plenty we'll, of those. Yeah. So we'll we'll dig in the archives for for stories there. So that should be super fun coming up later on in the week. But like I said, man, it is pro wrestling out today. And it feels like we're late on the topic. <laughs> but it just happened three days ago. Yep. CM Punk has been fired by AEW. I ain't calling nothing else. He's been fired by AEW. Yeah, he got fired. 
how in this Listen, we went through everything that happened. None of us saw this scenario playing out. Mm-mm. We thought they'd be able to make money off of it. What was your immediate reaction to how Tony Khan addressed it on air during Collision? Um, I knew why he did it. He wanted to take a brunt of the heat before the show started. Uh, but the, the, when he said I, was, I felt threatened, I was like, oh, that don't sound good. Not because I felt like Punk threatened him. But I feel like they're setting up the basis for a defense for a potential lawsuit because the statement reads they was fired with cause, which means there was a breach of something within his contract, which means we don't have to pay you anymore. Which I'm quite sure that CM Punk is going to sue in response. So it's a mess, man, to fire him in Chicago hours before they go on air for collision. The day before you do all out is crazy to me. Right? Like, why? I know a lot of people's like, well, we want transparency. No, you don't. You, you, you knew, uh, like, if they would have said at the beginning of the week, at the top of the week, after All In, uh, we're, we're, uh, CM Punk is suspended, pending investigation, the outcome, then we'll let you know then. They could have waited until Monday yeah. to do this, but they decided to do it on Saturday. Now, I tweeted, I thought it was a bad idea because Chicago could basically hijack the show if they wanted to. And I thought they would with CM Punk Chance. They did not. No. Which tells me two things. One, uh, Chicago crowd wants wrestling. And I think it's just one thing. They don't want, they're tired of it too. That crowd wanted wrestling. And obviously, Brian Danielson coming out to challenge Ricky Starks. It's going to cool people down. They're like, all right, cool. It's Danielson. But everybody's over the CM Punk thing. Now, I had some time to think about this. And initially, I was like, this was such a bad idea to fire Punk. The way they did, I didn't like. It's like getting fired on your day off, right? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't like it. The more I think about it, though, the more it makes sense. Because have you been in Like, what CM Punk did is the equivalent of in a big family, right? There's that one relationship that's fucked. Nobody likes it, right? These two people are together. They, they do it, and nobody says anything. It's yeah. bad, right? They're, they beat each other up all the time. It's like Krishan and Blueface. <laughs> yeah. Nobody says anything in the family. Yeah. Then somebody comes along and starts pointing shit out, all the things wrong with that relationship, and how this breaks down into the rest of the family. It becomes a huge problem now. But now who's the asshole? The ones that were not paying attention to this domestic abuse relationship or the person pointing it out? Well, eventually, if the whole family's together and they're like, you're pointing out cracks in the family that we didn't point out before, you got to go. And that's what I feel like Punk was doing. Punk came in and was like, hey, that you shouldn't do that. Yep. And they were like, but this is what we do. I don't like it. Everybody else may not like it either, but Punk was the one to call it out. And eventually, at some point, this dysfunctional family, because AEW backstage, we've heard, is dysfunctional. Yeah. They got tired of punk calling shit out, whether they agreed or not, because what it ends up doing is there are people in that locker room who agree with punk and didn't have the cachet to point out the things that were happening backstage. Like, when we first, when, the, when AEW was first conceptualized, people were like, the Young Bucks are EVPs, right? Yep. Punk would be the first person who was like, Nah, I'm worried with these. What, the, what is this, right? Yeah, like, that don't make sense. To him. To everybody else, it's fine. Few people in the locker room are probably like, ah, I don't like it. Punk calls it out. Now it brings attention to it. Now it bubbles to the surface. So Tony Khan's dealing with a situation with it's dysfunctional, but it works. 
and I can't have this guy keep calling out what's dysfunctional. And at a certain point, he's got to go because he's messing up everything. Yeah. And it's, it's, the headache isn't worth it because, truth be told, as we found out, wrestling fans care about wrestling. They don't want drama. And I'm not saying that it was... See, I, I saw a lot of people was like, punk needs therapy for assaulting people. Like, dude, listen, assaults happen in wrestling all the time backstage. Yes, they do. In all sports, believe it or not. Everywhere. Locker a lot, rooms. A lot of testosterone. Everybody gets beat up. Yep. It happens. It's not, that's not the issue. The issue is that why is it happening? And punk is the common thread because punk is a guy. He falls in this weird space between the OGs and the new breed of wrestlers, right? So punk was in Ring of Honor. So people like Hogan, take, they wouldn't like CM Punk because he came from the indie scene. Yep. He doesn't, he's not a body guy. They don't like people like him. The new generation look at punk as he's old school, even though he's not. He's the early wave of indie talent. So when he comes in and he's like, well, you probably shouldn't do this. They don't want to listen to him. The new guys, the older guys, like, I guarantee you, Samoa Joe agrees with everything Punk says. Yeah, whatever. I guarantee you that Danielson agrees with a lot of stuff that Punk says, but he's not going to be loud about it. But he agrees. But Punk calls out everything. He's a disruptor. So it, it wasn't working. It doesn't work for the culture of that company because it disrupts everything else. Because now, anytime Punk calls something out, if the young, like Jack Perry, he didn't like it. He decided to call it out and all, all in. It made no sense. But it's the young guy that says, I don't want this old guy telling me what to do. Hangman did the same. I don't want this on old air. guy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want this old guy telling me what yeah. to do. And that's, that's where we're at now. And I guess at this point, you do all in and you have a great show and Punk and Joe kick it off. But now the story is CM Punk. And it's like, well, that's one match, right? That's one wrestler. So they got to get. They had to get rid of him. It's not. It, it wasn't going to work. I. I think they should have made it work. But here's the bigger issue, and then I'll let you talk about this. The bigger issue is now. Now that Punk has pointed out all the flaws in the company, I guarantee you that everybody in that locker room, there's a good split of people that are like, he's right, and you let go of the guy that is correct. So what does that mean for the rest of us? That's that's the key then, right? Yep. It's. And I like your thought process behind it because a lot of people are just like, he's an agitator for the sake of being an agitator. And it's like, that seems like very shallow, like yeah. looking at it. There has to be some nuance to this. So when you say that, it's like, yeah, he, he's calling out stuff. And this comes with the head man and, and Tony Khan. You give certain people an elevated status or an elevated amount of power. Yep. Punk had an elevated amount of power, especially on collision. So that's like his show. So everyone knew this is his show. That's fine. And he has an elevated voice because he is the face of that show. He's the OG on that show. With that should come some leeway to call shit out. Now, the, the, prop, the glaring problem is, is why do all these young guys or other people feel like they have the right to go on air? Right. And address things that are going on in the locker room. Dysfunctional relationship. Yeah. Cutting punk doesn't fix that. It doesn't fix talent. And I understand people are suspended and all this. But it doesn't stop talent from going rogue on camera like they can't. No. There's still that problem. So getting rid of punk is getting rid of uh, a very forward-facing problem. And understand what they're doing. And we'll talk about the pay-per-view um, all out here in a second, but 
it's very easy to just be like, oh, yeah, we have Punk at this elevated status. Oh, we got another guy just as good and just as great historically in, in Brian Danielson, and we're just going to throw him into that role, and everything's okay. And the crowd's like, yeah, fuck it, we love this guy. Cool. And you keep rolling, but those problems are still there. Other people have been punched in the face. There's yes. been other like fights backstage. L- like, the- wait, I asked on Twitter, I was like, I was like, you think he's the only one? It was like, well, who else? And I was like, Sammy Guevara. And people was like, oh, that was one. No, twice. Yep. Sammy Guevara got into two physical altercations backstage. Yeah. None of them had anything to do with Punk. He kicked the punch in my face. Yeah, smacked him in the face. <laughs> Andrade too. Andrade too. Andrade barely with accidents. Still gainfully employed. Yes. It's not the assault. It is what Punk stands for and who he is is what is bothering people. It was going to continuously happen. Yes. Punk wasn't going to stop being Punk. And it shows you that people are going to keep taking offense to this. It's just one of those things now where it's, what can we do? It's, are the inmates running the asylum to the point of with Tony Khan? Yes, you did what's right in this situation for your company. And I guess for your locker room right now, but it creates the overarching story of, but you didn't address that people can do whatever the hell they want to do. You, you went and gave Punk an elevated amount of power, and he somewhat abused it, maybe, and just did wrong by it. But you went and just gave Danielson that same level of power. To the point, if you said, if you got into a debilitating accident, this is the man that's going to be running the show. Like, how does that make me feel? What if I'm Chris Jericho? I'm like, yo, my career's good. Yeah. Um, why does this guy got more power than me? I was here first. See, I don't think that's. A, I'm not saying Jericho thinks of no, this. No, no, I, but, but it's those things where you you plant this, you plant a hierarchy in your locker room, and you start creating tiers. So before it was, you have punk guys. If you're a punk guy, you're going to collision, and that's going to be the show. And punk, okay, you can have your people here, and we'll see, and you'll we'll let you have feuds with the people you want and develop, and FTR be over here, and those are your guys, and we know this. So there's a hierarchy there. And then, oh, the elite, you guys are on Wednesdays and on Dynamite, and you guys are cool with certain people, and they float. Like, Moxley's cool with everyone. Danielson's cool with everyone. Okay, those people can float, but we have your guys over here, your guys here, and we know you're elevated over here. So if you're new talent, how do you feel here? Because it's one thing to go in, and this is any job, when you go in and you'd be like, yo, I'm trying to work my way to the top. I feel like at worst, my boss could be an, an asshole. At worst, I just want to be judged on my merit. And I, can, I just want to work my way there. Here, it's, he already got favorites. I'm stepping into a place where I got to be cool with them or I got to be cool with them because this guy has power and he runs the show here. Either I got to be one of his boys or his boys. If I don't fit there, what am I doing? That's pro wrestling, though. That's every pro wrestling locker room in the history of the business. <sighs> That's tough. But it's every pro wrestling locker room. There are favorites. I mean, dude, it's not that long ago that people were Paul Heyman guys. Yeah, people are still Paul Heyman. Right, but there was a time <laughs> where being a Paul Heyman guy could also give you Elevation. a black eye. It could give you a black eye. Because if Paul Heyman pushes you too hard, Vince will push back. Yeah, that's right. Because he was like, I don't want to listen to him. Yes. Right? That, that's Danielson being where he's at, he's, he is the same thought process as Punk. He just handles things in different ways. Yeah. From everything that I've heard. He's a great guy. Without Danielson, you don't have Kofi Without Dan, There's a lot of things you don't have. Without Punk, there's a lot of things that you don't have. Danielson trying to put the fiend over. 
Yeah, I mean, by far the Fiend's best feud. He saved the Fiend character for a couple months. There, there are guys that are great wrestling minds in this business that understand how the business should work. The issue with AEW is not going to go away, but it's never going to go away, right? You just ha- it, again, the relationship is dysfunctional. But as long as people aren't pointing out those dysfunctions every single week, then it'll operate smoothly. There's still going to be problems, but they're not going to bubble to the surface because you have such a whole high-profile name pointing out the shit. And as it's long not as a, the problems are in house, you're okay. Yeah, and it's not like Punk is going to the media, right? What is ended? What's happening is if Punk does anything, it's amplified because it's Punk, and he, his reputation precedes him. So immediately, the some of the younger talent or the newer talent will go, well, "Who the fuck is that guy?" Right? That's immediately the thought process. It has nothing to do with anything else, but they they know what his reputation was at WWE. They know he didn't want to wrestle. They knew everything with the Cole Cabana stuff. They knew what happened with him and Vince and Hunter. And now he comes here after all these years gone, and he says, hey, this is how we should do things. And some people are going to be like, you haven't been here. So who are you to tell us what to do? Or who, who are you to tell me not to use real glass? Yeah. Right? So it's, it, that's what it boiled down to. And now that he's gone, the locker room is going to be better for now. There's going to be certain people that are unhappy, but that's every locker room. It's, it's just, it's not going to change anything. But for the immediate future, they don't need punk. They, they, no pro wrestling company needs anybody. No. Right? It's about the shield. Yeah, it's about, it's, it's the promotion and it's about, you find somebody to elevate in those spots, right? When Austin and Rock were gone, Cena got, it, it just, it's how it works, right? When no H- one's there forever. No, and you always feel like people are like, oh, it's going to be over with Hogan. They got rid of Hogan. Hogan went to WCW. Yep. It's gone. They moved on without him. Like Punk, some people argue Punk was never a top guy. That's a lie. Punk, Punk brought more attention to the wrestling business than a lot of talent. Oh, yeah. So Was he Cena? Was he Rock? No, but, but he was different. You're reaching very far to the top to find people he was not. <laughs> yeah, it's just, but he was so different and so polarizing, yeah. so unique. Like if Punk wrote a book tomorrow, it would be a New York Times bestseller. Because he's done everything. He's worked in every promotion, right? He's, him and Danielson came from the indies. They are the guys that were like, Vince would have never fucked with them. And they made it, right? Him and Danielson are very unique in that. Like Joe and Owens, they all came after them. If it wasn't for those two, we wouldn't be talking about indie wrestlers like we are. No. Right? We wouldn't talk about Sami Zayn. None of them. Seth Rollins, none of them. But Seth may have made it. Barely. I mean, he came from ROH. There's a match, I think I was just watching the other day with him, Danielson, I want to say Claudio, in a three-way on ROH. I saw it. It was like, but that's where they came from. But that's where they came from. And that's where Punk came from. And Punk is, I believe, 44. So he's, him and AJ Styles are around the same age. But Punk is the guy who will come into a locker room and he'll play ball until he sees something he doesn't like. And then he'll find that thread and he'll keep pulling at it. Until it completely unravels. If either you address it or I'm going to keep pulling at it. And it, going back to the issue with Hangman, it played out in the ring. With Hangman saying shit, the punk was like, yo, what the fuck is this? Yep. Right? Like, what is he doing? Like, and if you look, and here's another issue, and this is not to place blame, but I can see where it rubs certain people the wrong way. Your EVPs are mo- mocking a talent. Still. Right. These are your, these are your executive vice presidents. Yeah. And they don't and like Omega this guy. Was drinking Pepsi. Yeah, the, it's like, like being the elite, the young bucks. There's a reason why Cody left. Yeah. The, the young bucks wore like their gear from brawl in to all out. Like yeah. 
Little stuff. There's little things. There's a reason why Cody left. And Cody says in his documentary in WWE, which you can believe it or not, he says it was never about money. I believe him 100%. Because it wasn't. It was good. It was something else. And I think the collection of personalities there, he was just like, mm, it's not for me anymore. I'm glad I built it. It's great. I'm not going to badmouth it, but I'm out. Yeah. Punk's different. Punk is not going to leave a situation be like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to leave. Punk is going to talk shit out the door. 100%. And the really shit I think he said was, you know, I'm old, I'm tired, I'm working with a bunch of fucking children. He was because so, he was right. And uh, that's how he felt. In his mind, yeah. 100%. Because the people he seems to have a problem with are a bunch of fucking children. Like, to him, it's just like, yo, Jungle Boy, I'm trying to tell you something. And, like, when you try to tell a child not to do something, or a teenager, like, fuck you, I'm going to go do it. And he'd be like, yo, I saw you. I know what's coming. Right, right. But you got to let them do it. Like, he's there. And he's like, yo, I'm just, hang man. Someone posted, like, his second interview after he got signed with AEW. Like, they do the backstage pressures and shit. And he was naming the people he would, like, he can't wait to work with. And it was Hangman. It was Jack Perry. It was Omega the Elite. Like, everyone he ended up beefing with <laughs> was named in this second promo. He was genuinely excited to work with these people. I think similar to Cody, and this is for better or worse, and I, I don't know this for a fact, but it seems like a couple of people there seem to be on that same path. If you've worked in the WWE for like a considerable amount of time, it warps the way you think about the business. And you see things in AEW, which is run more like an indie, which is run more uh, just happy and like more freedom. Yeah. And that's great for some people. Like Moxley, that's great, right? Danielson, he gets a lot of freedom. That's great. But when you see the younger people have this freedom, in your head, it's still like, bro, this isn't how it's supposed to be. This is how wrestling's supposed to be. You have that WWE brain. And he's looking around, and he's just like, yo, you're just going to let them go out there and just say whatever the fuck in a promo? He probably looked, and was like, he's in Gorilla waiting to come out for his match. He's like, did Jack Perry just... Right. Everybody knows, too. Did he just look in the camera and say this shit to me? Yo, Tony, you see this? Like, what are we going to do like, about this? Oh, it's all right, bro. Right. What are we going to do about this? And all right, I'm like, going to do something about it. Yeah. Fucking Vince would never. And, but that, that's one of those situations. And Vince is a horrible extreme. Yeah. You want somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But you get there and be like, this shit's not the middle. No. Like, we're a little too far this way. So the older guys are like, yo, let me... And the EVPs and everything, that's cool. But they came from New Japan where they had a, a, a more stern hand in Gato and all this yeah. stuff. And when they come over here, they seem a little more lax in terms of uh, character. It's not like having Taker as your, as your guy and giving him power or Danielson right. to that. It's like the EVPs are immature. Right. Well, that's, that's the thing. It's like, do everybody talks about Taker. But the one thing that you'll never hear is anybody disrespect Taker. Zero. It just, it won't happen. No. Right? Like, and he never took shit publicly. And being the elite in the series and everything, that's funny, that's cute. That's taking stuff out from behind closed doors. Yeah. And bringing this to the public, which is wildly disrespectful. It's, it's We hear uh, stories 20 years later of Taker and Wrestler's Court. Oh, yeah. And every, like, none of that shit was out. No, and I, I posted, it's a question I asked if, if, the AEW could keep a lid on all the things that happened backstage when Punk have got fired. No. He wouldn't have. No. People could say what they want. No, he put hands on people. You would have never known. It's public pressure that led them to this decision. 
Because, yes, it happens, but it's exasperated when everybody knows what's happening. Yeah. And even WWE-wise, like, understand the world evolves. You have more information. Dirty guys get better. Sean Ross Sapp knows everybody. He gets his, you know, his sources and everything. But the bevy of information that comes out from AEW is so different than WWE, even still today. Yeah. And there's people very upset in WWE constantly. Yeah. And it's like you still don't hear like, the Mercedes news and Naomi like just dropping the titles, like her and Trinity bouncing was like, oh my God. Like that was wild when that came out. And then WWE went on air. It's like, yo, Vince, it sounded horrible. Vince was like, you know what? We're squashing this. Right now, they did us wrong. Peace. More importantly, there's a PR team in place, right? There is. And I'll tell this, and we have Bianca on this podcast. And I, Bianca was told she cannot talk about Mercedes. Yep. It's just how it works. It is what it is. And, you know, Bianca would like to talk about Mercedes, but when you have a company that has a PR team and they're like, this is how we handle this situation. Everybody fall in line. And you fall in line. AEW doesn't have that. Yet. They, they're going to need to at some point. I, how does that rub the people? That's what's so interesting to me. Because it's like being the best friend parent. And then your kid's wilding out. And you're like, I got to be the stern parent. Yeah. Like, can you? It's like, hard. How, how like, do you... How are those people going to react when you bring in a PR team, when you bring in or just when the producers backstage start having a little more control and they're like, yo, the promos don't have to be scripted, but you got to sit down here and run this promo by me before you get out there. Yeah. You ain't just going, Christian Cage, you want to talk about somebody, daddy? Cool. You, we, you good, Christian. You good. Like You go right. out there and say whatever you want. Mox, cut that shit. Go ahead. Do whatever you want. Kingston, go ahead. Um, Sammy, Jack, Pe- nah, y'all, y'all gotta run this. Yeah. How are they going to feel? Be like, I'm a pillar. I've been doing. Don't you know, matter. We gotta grow up. Yeah, we have to run this operation company. better. Like some of y'all are just not a good good at talking. That's how it works. Yeah, or are you trying to? And I get it. Jack Perry thought he was cool as shit. Yeah, he, he, he was like, so. yo, I'm a heel. I'm gonna say this. It's gonna look cool. Everyone's gonna know. I'm gonna trend. Like I'm cutting at CM Punk. Like he tried to get over on the name of CM Punk. Like on some real shit. Like he's lucky he almost nearly got choked. Because back in the day in wrestling, well, glad there's you, shit in your bag. I'm, your I'm, stuff is outside. I'm glad you mentioned that. Because somebody was like, "This didn't happen." I was like, "Motherfucker, <laughs> what?" Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels fought. Fought. Pulled hair out, busted down walls, fought. You know what else happened? It happened on there because sunny days happened on the broadcast. Shawn Michaels didn't run that by Bret Hart. No. Right? But it was contained. Yeah. Right? Obviously, the internet, everything, social media has made everything much more difficult to keep in house. Until Bret spent on Vince. Yeah. But even Vince worked that. Yeah. I mean, they, they all, they worked those things out. But now because of the advent of social media and camera phones and everything else, you can't hide. Right? But the I again, that's why I'm saying if AEW did a better job keeping a lid on things, Punk wouldn't have gotten fired on Saturday. They would have waited to fire him. Is this a young kid? Isn't I can't even blame young kids because no, it's a new it's a new era. Yeah, they, but they haven't adjusted to a new era. WWE doesn't have the constant. It seems like, and Punk alluded to this. There's an abundance of not just leaks 
of like talent being disgruntled and being the sources for yes. the Sean Ross Sass, for the like just yes. directly telling them stuff to get out there. Yes. And it's just like, bro, like just we keep this in house. Speak to somebody. No. Talk to me if you got a problem. It's very new school versus old school. Like kids don't talk in front of face. Kids don't get in fights anymore. Like kids got Twitter fingers, right? Like they go here, they go. It's it's very like new school in that regard where it's just like they won't sit you down man to man be like, yo, listen, this is what we got going on. But nah, man. they'll run and like tell someone else and spread it and hopefully it goes viral. It's just like you, you can't run a professional wrestling business that way. I'm not telling everyone to be 1990s, 1980s locker room. Like, bro, play your video games. Like, don't juice. Like, it's, it's cool. But there's certain aspects of that that can never change. It's like the NFL. It's like a professional sports locker room. Like, yo, it's a brotherhood. When we're in here, regardless of what happens, we in here. We handle this in-house. Like, basketball-wise, people fight all the time. Yeah. Punch in the face, you go out. We're playing ball the next two days. You don't hear about it. Coach sits him down. Everyone sits down. Yo, we're squashing this. we men. All this stuff. We roll on. There's a different type of brotherhood. I... I hate seeing that online where they're like, well, if you were at your job and you punch someone in the face. No, these aren't regular jobs. These aren't regular people. You're at your job. You're not in a testosterone filled environment, a wildly competitive environment, a physical environment, a physical, like this is how shit gets done. Yeah. There's fights at every football training camp for a reason. Travis Kelsey was just swinging a hell of this. It's his own teammate. Like it happens. Like this is what happened. It's just, it's such a charged environment. This is a norm there. It's how you contain it. That's why people say the word culture. Because you need a culture because this shit is going to break out. AW's culture is wrong. And I don't know how you wheel it back in. Danielson's a great guy. And a lot of times for culture in all sports, you lean on your vets. Udonis Haslam's been getting paid 20 years for this role. Yeah, That's why Miami has an amazing culture. Mm-hmm. Has him still on that damn bench because he was none of these young kids were getting away with shit. And you you lean on the vets and they rein the young kids in. And the culture trickles down, and you have great vets. It just it hasn't seemed to work. No, culturally, even with a strong guy like Jericho, strong guy like Danielson, like these young or newer talents still seem to go off the rails. MJF is great now. I love this program. Everything's fun and games. This motherfucker walked out. He buried Wardlow. Wardlow's done. Yep. Walked out, did the whole plane fiasco, got a ticket. Like, oh, I'm getting a ticket. Leaked that shit to the dirt sheets. Created this whole big thing. Came, got powerbound 10 times, laid out. It was an elongated finger poke of doom. Buried the guy, bounced, and took his ball and went home until Tony was like, okay, I'll give me a new contract. Like, and people were like, oh, well, if he does it. Like I mean, it's it's, it's it's such a weird thing that from the bottom level up, people are like, no, I can just throw a fit and there's going to be very little repercussions. As long as I don't hit nobody, like I can get away with anything. It's 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 a tough place to be in. There, there are a lot of issues in AEW, but there's a lot of issues in the pro wrestling business. I'm just saying that Everywhere. They, they had to get Punk out of there so they could fix their things internally because they can't fix them with Punk there. They can't. It was too far gone. So the next question that everybody's asked, and then we'll talk about All Out. All Out. Will Punk go to the WWE? Why not? Why? This is, this is uh, I'm going to start, I don't let you have it. Punk has fuck you money. 
right? Sure. It's fuck you money. He don't, he don't need it. Now, WWE's not stupid. They should immediately make a play on Punk. Depending on what his non-compete looks like and contractual obligations, whatever it is, they should immediately make a play from a business standpoint. However, if you just saw what happened to AEW and you just had that guy leave your company over a decade ago, you're going to bring him back? It's not like the culture is different because, yeah, I think when Punk was there, there's, there's a new wave of talent. Yep. But most of the old people are still there that didn't fuck with Punk then. Like, maybe. I if mean, you think, Rollins really doesn't seem to fuck with Punk. But it's, it's Rollins. Like, everybody says, well, Vince should make it with everybody. We're not talking about Vince. We're talking about a locker room. Talk about Hunter. We're talking about Hunter, but we're talking about a locker room That's tough. that just watched what happened to AEW. They got friends. And we're like, we're going to bring them here to do what? Because to the locker room, we're fine without him. Yeah. Now, if we bring him, what are we going to do with him? That means he's taking somebody's spot. Yep. You're going to put him in somebody's program. Not that they're territorial about their programs, but it's like, if he starts disrupting things, is it worth the investment? Now, if you're punk... People are like, he would want to come to work, WrestleMania. He's done this already. He's done these things already. The only thing he, he has yet to do is main event, man. They ain't going to let him main event no damn WrestleMania. There's two nights. They'll give him a fucking night. But the issue is. They'll give him night one. they give him night two. But the issue is, you think Punk's going to want to go on the road again? No, he'd come back for a Brock deal. Right. But if you bring him in, a, but he's not Brock. Right? Um, like. Brock is a physical specimen yeah. that you bring him in to have these. I mean, he's a circus, right? When he shows up, you go, oh, shit. Like, you know what you're getting? Punk is not really that guy. He's been injury prone. He's not working house shows. But he's not working house shows. <laughs> so there's a, there's a part that goes, all right, what do we pay to get him here? And then when do we look stupid offering him all this money? Because even if he says yes, we still got to worry about what the boys are going to think. Yeah. Because you're asking him to come to a company that he left and set on fire on his way out. Yep. And then he just burnt down another company, basically. Yes, he did. And now you're going to say, oh, well, he should just come work for us. To do what? Like, it sounds good in theory. And for like a few weeks, it may be great. But punk is still punk. It's going to sound horrible. But you can't have him around all the time. Uh, AEW had him around too much. And you don't know that until it goes wrong, right? But sometimes it's like relationships. Every relationship isn't for you to marry the person. It ain't for you to lay up with them every night and cohabitate. Some girls ain't for that. They'll, they'll fucking cut the tongues out of your Jordans. Yes. They'll stab your tires. No. But you know what? Those same girls might be fun for a three-day weekend, right? Like they, they, they might be cool for... Got a fight weekend coming up. You want to fly him in? Like, that's punk. He, he's batshit crazy. But in spurts, he might be a little fun. You just can't let him be in your crib the whole time. So, there's no house shows. <laughs> like, you ain't traveling the road with the boys. I think Edge had a similar deal when he just came back. Because him and Beth had the kids. Right. It was, you do TV, either Monday or Friday. And the pay-per-view and then you go home. So if we're in a town, he did say pay-per-view was Saturday. You get Sunday off. If you're on raw, you work raw Monday. Other days go be with the kids. Or if you're on SmackDown, you do SmackDown town, get from there to wherever the pay-per-view is on Saturday, 
You work the pay-per-view. Take your ass home. See you next Friday. Right. There is no, you're on the road with the boys. There is no, you're in the locker room a lot. There's none of that. You right. cannot be here to poison the well, but we can use you. It, Dude, it's so tough. Like It's, it's not easy. You got to figure out the feuds to have him work. His first couple of feuds really have to be good. It, he'd have to come in with a level of humility. Yeah, right. Which I don't know like, is possible. It's, it's, it, you got to come in. First thing you got to do, you got to talk to Roman. You got to talk to Seth. About what? You got to sit down and be like, yo, I'm willing to work. This is what happened over there. They're not going to listen to him. It doesn't. You <laughs> just, just say, man, as the company hiring him, I don't care if they listen. I don't care if they believe you. I don't care if they curse you out. You have to come in and sit down with both as a man. Be like, yo, you know, I signed. This is what happened over there. Yeah. I mean, this is what I don't want to bring here. I'm willing to work with you and put over any town or work these programs. I'm willing to do that. If y'all believe it or not, cool. But we we come in man to man off off rip. It's not hunky dory because you already saw what I did. But that that's the level of humility he has to have because the worst thing he can do is come in and be like, yo, I'm the man. I'm doing whatever. But those two guys are the men there. You have to be like, I'm coming into your show. Just sitting down with them shows that level of respect. Like, yo, Raw, Seth, I'm, I'm coming to work with you on your show. Raw is his show. Roman, SmackDown is your show. You are the guy here. I'm coming here to work on your show. Just sitting down shows that. You don't got to say it, but sitting down shows that, that level of like, yo, okay, I understand. Yes. See, I don't think that's the issue. Here's, here's what the real issue is. You're letting the, the, you're letting the cat in the hen house, right? <laughs> because now he sees how things work, which gives a, an opportunity. Because, again, things ain't great at WWE. No. Everybody mad somewhere. There, there, there's, there's, there's people that are unhappy in WWE. And then Punk shows up. And then those people that are unhappy will go to Punk because now they see him. Hey, Punk. Da, 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 da. Punk's like, ah, oh, you should go for that shit. Right? He galvanizes the disgruntled. Yeah. And it's that's, that's and what it, he does. And again, it's not like I, I keep trying to, I want to emphasize this. Punk may not be wrong. And I don't think he's wrong about 70% of the thing he says. I think some people just don't like his delivery. Sure. Or they don't like him. But what the argument that him telling Jack Perry to not go, th- like, think about this for a minute. Punk was fine, right? He Show just me. came back. Collision was on. Jack Perry was like, I'm going to go do this interview and shit on CM Punk. Right there, Tony Khan should have been like, what the fuck are you doing? That's, why are you poking the bear? Right, like, you starting something for no reason, right? Like, the, immediately, this, this, well, Tony Khan should have addressed this. Don't you ever do that shit on my, my show again. My show being key. Yep. This ain't your shit. It's mine. You should tell the Bucks that, too. Give a fuck about what you think. I got to resign you. Yes. You don't have to resign me. I own this. So when you go out there and do something that I don't like, don't do that on my show. They will say being the elite is our show. No, they won't. I mean, they can, but, <laughs> I, but I'll show you because I have the power. Like, that's the one thing about Vince McMahon. You're not going to cross Vince McMahon because if he says you're not on TV anymore, you're gone. Yep. You can fight him. You can spit on him. You can do whatever you want. But Vince is going to tell you whose show it is. 
Tony Khan allows the boys to tell him it's their show too. It ain't. So when Jack <laughs> Perry went and did that, and Punk's sitting there like, are you going to do something? That's what I feel like is happening. You're not going to do anything about that? He right, didn't, he, that's surprising me, right? Now, now, Punk may not be wrong. So if you go into the WWE locker room, where things are a lot more heavy-handed with scripting and hands-on and certain talents not getting pushed or whatever the case may be, and people are unhappy, of course you're going to go to Punk because Punk's going to listen. Yeah. And Punk's going to tell you, well, this is how you address so it. So he's like the voice of the voiceless. That's what his name that's, was. That's what he is, right? right? Like, that's what he was. <laughs> so you think, <laughs> about, you think about the opportunity to re-sign CM Punk, and it's like, well, is the return on investment there? And more importantly, does Punk want to be here? Which is why, from a business, for Endeavor, you go, just throw money at him and see what happens. Yeah. But then when he says yes, you go, oh, shit, we got him. Now we got to figure out what to do because he may not want to be here in two weeks. He may not want to be here in three weeks. He may walk into the locker room, listen to somebody give him a script, and be like, get the fucking shit out of my face. Yeah, you ain't giving CM Punk a damn script. But it's like, if you allow him to do him the way he does him, the rest of the boys will be like, why does he get to do that? Yeah. It's a problem wherever he goes because he comes from a different era of pro wrestling. And he comes like right in the in-between shit. So if I'm WWE, I might have if he doesn't approach us, like we'll throw some money at him and see what happens. But if he doesn't come with us with like hat in hand, I'm not I'm not gonna sign him. I gotta do some like trial and error shit. Like I, I might not be able to sign him for like three. Like I might not give him three years, right? But I'll be like, yo. I mean, he goes, ain't gonna look for three years. Here goes a lot of money. Give me six months. Survivor Series is in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you want them for Mania. Yeah. But if the, you're going to use them. No, but the non-compete, yeah. whatever. Say non-compete. Survivor Series is in Chicago. Yo, come through. We'll set something up. Whatever feud by then. Set up a feud. You debut at Survivor Series. Give her Survivor Series, Rumble. That next pay-per-view. He ain't doing no fucking Royal Rumble. <laughs> you gotta go into the fucking Rumble. Hell, do you remember the last time you won the Royal Rumble? Do you remember the story? He had staph infection? Oh, yeah, that was not good. Dude, you think this... this then just have a match. Don't be in the Rumble. Just have a match. Uh, Give us three pay-per-views. Survivor Series, show up at the Rumble, have a match. You don't gotta be in the Rumble. No staph infection this time. Don't sue us. And then give us Mania. And that's like six-month deal. We'll give you a lot of money. And then take some time off. <laughs> just chill. And then if you want to come back around, I don't know, SummerSlam, we'll start some of money in the bank. SummerSlam, take some time off. We'll see you again. That's a one-year deal. But really, you worked five dates, like five pay-per-view dates and the buildup. And you're not even going to wrestle a lot during that buildup. Come and cut promos. Let's build something. So five dates. We're going to give you a buttload of money. And then we'll re- reevaluate this next September. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know if the investment's worth the headache. And I, I don't know if CM Punk sitting at home was like, I need more money. I don't, I don't doubt CM Punk likes the money. Everyone likes Everybody the money. Everybody likes the money. But at a certain um, point, is it worth the headache of I me think leaving my really house? I he liked wrestling again. Yes. I do. But um, what, does he like to wrestle WWE style where you can't? I think that's the question. Do I want to wrestle there? Because now, more so than ever, and Hunter's a little different, and Vince now allegedly had surgery, so he's just pulling strings from the hotel room, or hospital room somewhere. But... With the Hunter-esque product, he does let people wrestle more of their style. So Seth Rollins' offensive arsenal has grown again, right? Nakamura's arsenal is closer to what it was in New Japan than what it was three years ago when Vince neutered him. That, that him and Rollins match was crazy. Like, he brought that back out. 
So Gunther has three finishers. He poor Chad Gable. We'll talk about this. Yeah. He hit Chad Gable with every one of them. Killed that man. But he finishes matches different all the time. Rhea Ripley has two. Yeah. So he's allowing people to be more fluid with their arsenal, their offense, how you put a match together, the storytelling. He's giving people more time in spots. You just can't. So. You know, you can't bleed on purpose. You can't. You can bleed by accident. A lot of people bled on accident <laughs> to the point where I was just like, is this an accident? Yeah. <laughs> Shit got iffy. After a while, I was like, all right, this is a coincidence. But it's one of those things where, okay, Cody gets to wrestle how Cody wants to wrestle. Those shackles are a little bit more off. But again, it's within their box, especially of booking, that has not changed. Promos, you get a little more leeway. The Miz's promo's been fun. Like Everyone's been kind of able to do their own thing. Your leeway stops there. We're going to do business how we want you to do business. Is that a problem? Because even Cody came, he was like, I'm an EVP, and this is the joke on Raw this week, right? He's yep. like, oh, Cody was an EVP. He has this type of pull. <laughs> like, he could do, he's used to doing these things. It's like a joke. No, you do what we tell you to do when you come here. And then outside of those constraints, you got a little more leeway because Trips is in charge. Yeah. But the old man is calling the shots from above, so the end of this shit better be what he says. The, yeah. the mechanics down here, you can do whatever you want. It's just the money will be there. How much do you want to wrestle? Does the money matter? Do you want to just go do Wrestle Kingdom? Like, would New Japan mess with them? Like, could you just form that as like a bucket list type thing? Do Wrestle Kingdom, do G1. They just spend a quick year. He could be on his Mercedes. Like, he if he wants to wrestle, he'll wrestle. That's it. Uh, Show up in PWG, Bola. Like, just do those little bucket list indie things. You get a little bit of dough. If you ask me today, I don't see him doing WWE. I think a a man that stands on his principles and stayed away from the business for as long as he did to come back and feel like now I'm getting kicked out again. Basically, did yeah, but he went to Fox for money. Like he did a show on Fox. That's Fox. It looked like he hated that show every time it was on. And that's what I'm saying. They gave him a bag and he showed up. He showed up, but it's like now you showed up twice and you've been turned back twice. So now you're like, why? Why I'm gonna keep burning myself? Right? Already, I got money. Yeah, I got money. I like wrestling, but I don't like it that much to the point where I'm going to hate it again, right? So, so like, it's a it's a bad comparison. But me with the music industry, when I left BET, I didn't want to ever come back. I was jaded. I was done. I had no interest, right? It wasn't until not too long ago that I was like, ah, you know what? I'll mess around with music again. Now, if I went back into another BET situation. And then it, it happened again. You went to MTV and it happened right. again. And then, and then BT calls me back and was like, we'll have you back. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm straight. I don't need this in my life. I feel like that's where Punk is at right now. So if you ask me right now, I don't think he's going to go to WWE. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Let's talk about all out. Out. Yes, yes right? it was all out. So, one, this was a really good show. We didn't watch it live. No. We were, it was happy birthday, Big Matt. Ryan McKill's 40th birthday. We surprised him. Yes, sir. Uh, but I cried. Look at that yeah. guy. But I watched all out when I got home. Um, well, the next I day. I watched it yesterday. Yeah. And that was a really good show. In terms of like a wrestling product, they had three really good matches. It picked up at the end. Dude, um, it's, wait, wait, wait. We started off with... Um, better than you, baby. Versus that was the Dark Order, like I mean, that was cool. It was fun storytelling um, device with MJF in his neck. Joe versus Shane Taylor didn't get enough time, but it, it is what it see, was. So like it, it picked up. But, we'll go through it. So Hangman Adam Page. Uh, I didn't watch that. There was a charity battle roar. Yeah. Whatever he eliminated um, Brian Cage, and then Sheeta Willow and Sky Blue, which Sky Blue got a huge pop and a huge botch. Yeah. A tremendous botch. Oh, my God. I was like, could have happened at the worst time with, like, one of the only women's matches on the show. Shit. Okay. And then Athena, Mercedes, and Diamante, which is cool because it looks like they're just going Sheeta versus Athena. Which is good. As a program. Good program. Uh, I just wanted to be able to see it. Yeah. As it plays out. Then the acclaimed with Dennis Rodman. Yeah, I didn't watch. I watched, uh, like, defeat. Yeah, it whatever. was ridiculous. Dennis Rodman was in the ring way too much. It's zero-hour stuff. I don't care. Oh, okay. Well, that was a six-minute match. Yeah. Dennis Rodman was in the ring afterwards for at least ten. Uh, yeah, it was. He did not get the like the key. Like wrap it up. No, yeah. Rodman was soaking it in. Then yeah, better than you, baby. Versus Dark Order. It was fun, but it was a storytelling mechanism because yeah. now MJF was hurt with the neck. Adam oh, Cole had to. The bigger story in there. Samoa Joe recreated the NXT situation where you see you walk and it just shows MJF. Shows him. <laughs> and then MJF goes on control. It was like it ain't NXT, motherfucker. Yep. If that is the next feud, I'm so in. Joe versus MJF? Oh, my God. I want to, I mean, and it'll be a, a feud, which is always like when they do this, in between the feud that's still ongoing with Cole. Yeah. So it's, I like that they, you put like a little feud in between there to elongate it, right? So that seems like that'd be a fun match for the Queens card. There, yeah, it's, there's a lot of ways they can go with that because it's Samoa Joe, right? Yeah. Like, you can't kangaroo kick and double close on Samoa Joe and think you're going to win a fucking match, right? He's going to put you through hell. And where does Cole stand with all this? Yeah. So I'm interested in seeing where this goes. Like, you know, they're playing MJF's neck is hurt. Good storytelling match. It wasn't like it's a bad body part to be hurt against Samoa Joe. Exactly. Right. Like, so if they're if they're running this thing, this program for a few weeks, I'm all for it. Yep. And then Samoa Joe next. He walked out after the push. Him, Shane Taylor, six minutes. They needed more time. Yeah. It was a good match. They needed more time. Definitely. Shane, I, I love how Shane Taylor wrestles. I wish they would show him more on television. 
so people can get an idea of who he is. And this match needed more time. And then, there were again, people online like, why is he in this spot? Why is he on a pay-per-view? See, I'm like, yeah, he won like, something you didn't see. I yeah, it. like it's, it's <laughs> one of those things. It's like, yes, maybe we should have ROH on television. Yeah. We do a shit on Friday. They should, yeah, on Rampage. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah, you're going to beat a dead horse. Uh, Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen. This was, dude, this was fun. Cool. Yo, Darby's so good at getting his ass kicked. Like when he gets when he sells taking like a power bomb or a choke slam and he just folds up, I'm like, God. Luchasaurus beat the hell out of him outside the ring. <laughs> and then Nick I'll, Wayne taking out Christian Cage. Yeah. Uh, look, Christian Cage is like has been like the MVP. This dude <laughs> is incredible on the mic. Like he always has been. But he's hit another wave of dickhead as a heel that is just like just insulting people's mothers and the <laughs> t- tweets. Uh, no, him with Nick Wayne's mom. Yes, so oh fuck God. Bro. That subplot, hilarious. But Nyla Rose won the night on Twitter. She was like, I just saw Christian Cage backstage at All Out, and I had to call my dad to make sure he was all right. <laughs> he's, no, he's so no. good. I, but I enjoyed this match. Darby doesn't get the win, which is good. Yeah, it's cool. I think let this thing play out with Luchasaurus and Christian Cage as long as you can. Cause like people, even on commentary, I think it's fun. They're like, but Luchasaurus is the champion, right? Why does Christian always have the belt? It's, it's great. It's great. <laughs> and I wish I was there when he pitched that. You're like, yo, I'm going to act like the champion, but Luchasaurus <laughs> is going to wrestle. And he actually has the belt, but no, I'm going to be, and the producers are probably like, that's fucking genius. Why great. I never thought of this. He's so good. man. <laughs> And then uh, Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Big meaty man slapping meat. meat. And the crowd got into it yep. and was like chanting everything with meat. If we were to watch this Holy meat. live, I would have been texting E. Yo, <laughs> yo, this match, uh, yo, this match was so fun because it was just two dudes, big dudes just beating the shit out of each other with like power moves the entire fucking match. And then they narrow with the little agility here and there, though. Yeah, but then they close it. You know, the, uh, what is the name of Miro's finisher? Why can't I remember it? Uh, don't have me call it the accolade. I don't, I don't see, know. I can't want to call it the accolade too. But anyway, he yeah. makes Hobbs tap out to it, and they go straight like Rocky Two on us yep. with the with Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger giving the dad with muscles. And I was like, this is cool. And then Hobbs just Beat assaults him. Yep. But then CJ Perry Lana appears, which I was like, I forgot about her. Yeah. And then she shows up, and then Miro's like, I, "What are you doing here? I can't like." Everybody was waiting for that, like, savage Elizabeth embrace, and we didn't get that. It was Miro, like, the fuck are you doing here? The last time I saw you, you were getting blacked out by Bobby Lashley. <laughs> and now it's another black dude in the ring. What's going on? That's some real Adam-22 type shit. The only thing that bothered me about this entire segment was that, it, like, when C.J. Perry comes out, it says hot and flexible. And I'm like, that's not intimidating. Like, <laughs> that's your tight, just your yeah, jumbotron screen? Tries to, <laughs> tries to hit him with the chair. and then. But it is funny. It's like a blast from, like, Miro's past. And he's like, what? Yeah, what no, are you doing here? It's me and God. Like, <laughs> it's like, I'm a man of God. Do not tempt me. Uh, so, yeah. Holy meat. Yo, that crowd was so into that match. Oh, that's hilarious. That's but yeah, good, good hoss fight. And then Statlander versus Ruby Soho. Tony Storm is on fire right now. Oh, yeah. Great. She's, she is absolutely on fire. Statlander, whatever. Um, the match was she fine. She doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Get the belt off her. I'm, I'm sure they will soon. I thought they were going to do it here for a minute. But, dude. It looks like it's going to be Tony Storm's belt. Tony Storm popping out from out under the ring like late in this match. And just, she just, oh my God, I can't. She's a Hollywood character right now. And I can't think. Norman Dumont, I think. But it's it's perfect. And I don't even know where it came. It like came out of nowhere. And now she's just like disheveled all the time. And 
She gets the spray paint. She's spraying it. Distraught. She's great. Spraying in the eyes of people by mistake. Yeah, that's their breakup is gonna is like really cool, and then this character breaking out is really good. But yeah, Statlander didn't do much for me. And then this is where we pick it up. Yep. There's it's a tale of two halves on this pay per view because now it's. Brian Danielson versus Ricky Starks, no DQ strap match. Dude, my God. Yo. This is better than any strap match with Punk would have been. And this, that's no disrespect to Punk. No, this was just um, this was this was just two guys beating the shit out of each other. Danielson is great at strap matches. Hey, he had it with the Fiend. That was a great match. Like, this is kind of like his forte. And then now Cam beating the shit out of Ricky Starks. My only problem is. Ricky shouldn't have lost. Yeah, it's there. The the problem. I had I feel a couple. Like Punk would have put him over. He would have prop for mm. that title. Maybe Danielson taking the L is like fuck. I'm back down to ground zero. Well, they you know they were in a tough spot. Like Starks is, I got to work somebody, and the whole dragon thing. Cool play on it. Ricky Steamboat never put him on commentary again. He almost no. ruined the intro with Final Countdown. It wasn't like, Ricky, have you heard this song before? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> right? Like, I was, I, the final countdown for Daniels' interest is incredible. Yep. And Steve was just very confused on commentary, like, the whole, the whole time. But this match, it helps elevate Ricky Starks. The problem is, there was a time where we thought he's next, right? 2020, 2021. You know, he, he comes in, he's with Cody. He was like, he's next. There's no denying he's next. But it might have been too soon, right? Because they were working through everything yep. else. Days with Hobbs and everybody. Yeah. Now is the time. After this kind of a match, and you just saw like he works one of the best wrestlers in the world in easily Stark's best match. Yeah. And his most violent match at that. He took bumps. He got whipped. Like the, the, he put posted pictures on social media. They beat the shit out of each other. If you don't ride this wave of momentum and just keep him at the top of your card, you're fucking up. Yeah. Because he, he's, he's everything. He is everything that you want. Like, when we had him on this show, fuck them pillars, right? Yep. Like, look what I do. Can't deny the man. After that match, you can't go, ah, oh, he's not deserving. Collision's his show now. Him and, like, him and Jay White have had their feud. Him and Bullet Club Gold, they, they run that show. Yep. Like, this was a four and a half star match. Yeah, it's just, damn, there's a lot of people at the top. <laughs> there, there are, but you can make way for... Between you just got to keep them there. Starks, Hobbs, Miro. Like, if you look at what Collision is and that roster has to set up right now, these guys can all sit in different places at the top of the card, right? But Starks, Starks is your guy. Like, he, now that Punk's gone, he's your single star. He's it. There's, who else are you going to put there? Him and Jay White are your two guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. That's it. If there's other great talent. Miro's great. I, Hobbs is great. But if you want one guy that's proven he can do it on the mic and proven he can do it with the ring against the best in the world, it's him. Don't blow it. That's the key. Don't blow it. Keep Don't blow it. Don't blow Too it. Too often they'll be like, oh, yeah, now he's super hot. Yeah. Off TV for and, I mean, dude, he did this match on like three days notice. Like you changed his entire program. So you better on, on Saturday, you better ride that wave. Yep. And then Blackpool Combat Club um, versus Kingston and Shibata. This was a... I don't want to say it was disappointing, but they, it didn't hit as much as I wanted to hit. Nah, Claudio and Eddie, at this point, I just need the one-on-one. Yeah, Eddie just, has to take that belt. Yeah, just, just go, to, go to war with each other. Yeah, I this don't know when the next ROH card is, but um, right. the, that's not like they need that paper. Yeah, it should. 
It's shit. Yeah. But I mean, they main evented uh, L.A. Remember Claudio and Kingston? Yeah. No, I mean, but the feud's ongoing. Yeah, but they need to do some kind of uh, ultra violence, yeah, some like kind of stipulation. Yeah. yeah, they need to get there. But this match was it was fine. It wasn't offensive or anything. I just wanted it to hit harder. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's a tag team match with Shibata. You keep Shibata yeah. healthy. <laughs> like, sure. Keep the man healthy. Yeah. Don't kill him. The, uh, Takeshita versus Kenny Omega. For, this was a this was a wow. It's great. Thirty minutes is a long fucking time but for this match. They delivered. Takeshita. I love it. I assumed Omega was going to go over. Yeah. And no. he didn't. And Takesa went over pretty clean. And now you have a new story. Kenny Omega can't win without Don Callis. Yeah. And now you've made Takesa in the process. Like those knees that Takesa was nailing Kenny Omega with mm-hmm. late, I was like, this is, this is brutal. Like they had themselves, Takesa, like he showed out. He showed out. Now, you're setting up a piece now. It's like, well, Kenny needs his redemption song because yeah. he's losing. I left this with more about Kenny than Takeshita. And Takeshita's next feud is going to be very important. Yes, absolutely. Because he's built up and now a win over Kenny is like a really good win. But now it's like all of this rise and ascension of Takeshita has all been about Kenny Omega. Turning on him and, every, and, and Don Callis and everything. Like he's he's leaned on someone who's very great, so now it's like when you go off by yourself. All right, what do we got? Hangman Adam Page should be next. Oh, that'd be good. And then we'd see, like, all right, what what do you got there? I like that feud. I think it's a good feud. And I, I don't. I think to catch it with Don Callis. I mean, the intro is great. It's just nothing. Just one note. This just, just yeah. the crowd just boos the shit out of it. Callis being there is a the perfect mouthpiece. Everything about this works. But you're right. It, everything hinges on the next feud. But the better thing is that you have a storytelling device that says, oh, well, what happens to Kenny Omega now? Yep. Because I've said it for months, like, it's time, it's time, and that, but he's but now losing. now punk's gone and everything. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, it's time, but he's losing. So does he lose his smile? Does he need to go back to the dojo? Does Kota Ibushi have to help him find his way? Like, where are we going with Kenny Omega? And this is in a good way. Yeah. Him losing is for purpose and for reason. It's not just to elevate Takesta. It's about Kenny Omega. So yep. I just I thought this match was... Excellent. From like top to bottom. Yeah, it was it was long, but it was a good match. Yeah. And it was some good storytelling in there. So and again, Kenny Omega, it's what he does. Right? Like one of the best, best in the world. machine. When you when you let him go, he can go. It's just as well. Like his body's somewhat breaking down on him. So you gotta few and far between with these Kenny. Yeah, you can't kill I mean, dude, he's had no more G ones for you, Kenny. Like no more doing this nah. eight times in a month. Look, he's had the two matches with Osprey and this with Takeshita. He's he's been on the run this year. Yeah. It's there but are people in between all of those were just injuries. It's not like he Well no, he worked the six I mean, remember he do you remember the six man? He started the year with this shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Like six the trio stuff, like Kenny Omega, if it wasn't for Will Osprey, I would be like, Oh, Kenny Omega's probably the wrestler of the year. Yeah. Osprey outside of Kenny just continues. Yeah, Osprey's match he had with Jericho. Like yeah. he's the man's unstoppable. Osprey and Gunther are just neck and well, neck. Well, I was for this award. Gunther is <laughs> we'll talk, but they're neck and neck for this award. My God. I I don't know, man. Flip a fucking coin. Like yeah. can they share it? I think I, I think Osprey's wrestler of the year right now because he's done it everywhere. Sure. But I think Gunther's easily Gunther's number two. Arguably done in the hardest place for someone like him. He had no, I agree. I but I would say <laughs> Gunther, I would say Gunther is number two because Osprey's two matches with Kenny Omega are like they're almost untouchable. They okay. they were but Gunther's done it. Gunther had mania. 
No, I, yeah, like, no, dude, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just he's just number two in the in any other year. He'd probably, probably be number, number one. one yeah. Number one, Osprey's just another level of wrestling. Yep. I'm 100 agree with that. I can't even argue against that. Bullet Club Gold um, versus FTR and the Young Bucks. I think you called this last week. Bullet Club Gold goes over. Yeah, let's just say they have the best entrance <laughs> in so professional cool. wrestling. Did you did you like your boy Rock Hard just yelling at the? <laughs> He pissed me off every time. Every time. Everybody, Austin Gunn, they're all cool, cool and shit. Fucking water blasting. Yeah. And he's just, ah, just, he's, like, just oh he's nuts. God. He's absolutely nuts. But I love it because he's so different in that group. He's so over for being a weirdo. <laughs> and I should like it. Uh, the I just juice is loose. The to juice like is Juice loose. Robinson. I haven't liked him anywhere. I should like this, though, because it's so ridiculous. But he's ruined the coolest. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, but no, I like being able to position just multiple people within this entrance, it always looks cool too. It's incredible. So yeah, no, it's it's great. Jay White looked like the guy. Dude, they know what they have with him. I think they realized it very quickly. It was like, like Cole. Yeah, he did like a lot of yeah, it's the, like the trio shit when good, he first came, good. and he, like oh, we got time. But when you it, Jay White is one of the Jay White and Hangman Page have two very similar stories to me. There was a time I didn't care about either of them. No. Hangman Page was in Ring of Honor, didn't care. I was like, ah, whatever. Yep. Jay White, when he first, like after he did his little run in the dojos and he came back at Switchblade, I remember how underwhelmed I was in the match with Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom. I was at your crib when they ran, so they ran those packages yeah. for like three months mm-hmm. with just sitting in the chair with the thing. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, this looks cool. I think we might have thought it was Shibata coming back. Or, nah, we no, didn't. No, we didn't uh, know who it was. Shit. Um, a lot of people thought it was Haramu. Nonetheless, yeah, thought he was getting repackaged. It wasn't, and then, so people were like, "Who is this?" And I, and then he shows up and he does this, does the slicing of everything. He comes out with switchblade. It's like, all right, cool. And then they pushed him really quick, and then gets ghetto, falls flat, and I was like, "He's champion!" Like, yeah, bullet club. Like, this is weird. And then some clicks, and he just doesn't look back. He has, dude, he has looked back. Like he, his match with Tanahashi at WrestleMania, I remember being so underwhelmed. I remember, I think we said it on the show, yeah. I was like, the presentation is there. Yep. Like he looks the part. Now he's got to wrestle the part. Now he wrestles the part. He grew the beard. Yeah. That was the change. As soon as the beard popped up, he went from the, the weird goatee. Yeah. He just had like the Captain Hook goatee. So he grew the beard. It's like, oh. You watch how he wrestles. Like, like he wrestles more aggressive now. It's not like finesse wrestling. Like he's trying to hurt you with these moves. It looks it looks tremendous. Like between him and Ricky Stark, again, these are your two guys. Yeah. Like that are there in this match. A lot of the, heels. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a ton of heels. I don't know who the baby face is gonna have to come over and work. Maybe Miro's gonna have to work everybody. Is he work, but I don't Miro know. Working baby no, face. I don't know. I'm he's just, only a heel to God. <laughs> wow, that's one way to put it. He's, he's a baby. Face only God doesn't up. like me. I'm the redeemer. <laughs> well, who knows? But I think they have, it's, a, it's a good thing they have with Jay White. Bullet Club Gold is great. I'm glad they went over. We'll see what happens to Bucks and FTR. I feel like there's going to be another stipulation match at some point yep. to close the door on this. And if the Bucks are smart, and I don't ever want to disrespect the Bucks, I enjoy the Young Bucks. I think they're one of the best tag teams ever. They should lose this feud to FTR. They should just lose. They don't need the belts back yet. They need to be in the similar place where Kenny's at right now, refiguring themselves out. Because the best bucks are the heel bucks. And they've teased it, but they got to go full-blown heel again. Being kind of babyface bucks doesn't work for me. I don't want generation me bucks from TNA. I want full-blown asshole young bucks that 
cheat, and I want all of it. They got to go there, and they're like not there right now. From Kenny Omega, because Kenny Omega's going babyface. Yeah, even though, and the funny thing is, to separate a little bit. Yeah, they, I mean, the elite have to break up. Like you don't they, even got to mention it. Just go no, you don't. Ways. They, they, but the elite have to move on. But the young bucks are much better as a heel tag team. But they need I to go ahead and lose FTR. FTR, strangely enough, has figured out how to be a babyface tag team, and yeah. it works for them. Yeah. But I need this to end with FTR winning because they're. I think there's so much more work for them to do, and I think the Young Bucks can do a lot of things as a tag team to work other tag teams to either see how good they are, just get really good matches out of them. But we'll see. But it, this, this ended the way I thought. No, I agree. And then main event, John Moxley versus Orange Cassidy. Fuck, man. I didn't think Cassidy was going to lose here, but neither. this was the best way to lose. Orange Cassidy, bloody hands in the pockets. Yeah. Starting off with the lazy little kicks and then just going batshit crazy and snapping and being that kicking the hell out of Moxley. So great. He losing this match and losing that title is fine because now John Moxley's, boy, the matches that he's about to have with this title. I think it's going to be a short run, but it's going to be a fun one. He's going to put somebody over. By the time it's all said and done. But these matches are going to be violent. He's going to make this a different way to run this title. So here's, here's my thing. Just like Ricky Starks losing, Orange Cassidy deserves a break, first and foremost. You think? Give him a break. Man wrestled 30 times. But if you don't move him up that card, like he, he's, he's proven himself. And he's not young, so let's get No, it. but he's proven himself. And the way the damage he took in this match, the violence of this match, every, the character work, He's not a gimmick, man. He's really good. He's really good. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised, depending on who's the champion, if he finds himself in the title picture at the end of the year, early next year. I would not be surprised. Me either. He's I still mean, super over. Well-deserved. Yeah, he's done everything right. Moxley getting the title off of him, but having to go through hell to do it. Yep. Like Even Moxley was like, what the fuck is this kid made out of? But the whole, we spent several months with the whole story of like Cassie's breaking down, Cassie's breaking down, and who's going to break him? Fucking John Moxley. Yep. I thought he would find a way to escape, but he couldn't. It's John Moxley. Yeah, and I'm going to need Swerve to take that title off of him at some point. Oh, God, man. Um, yeah. A Moxley-Swerve feud. Could they be both really, have groups. They both got crew. Could like, be really good, man. Could be really good. Yeah, could be. And that's, that's how you elevate somebody. Yep. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Guess now it's time to switch gears. Let's talk WWE. Payback. Payback. And we'll bleed in some of WWE Raw to this as we go and through. And SmackDown. 
Oh, and SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess it doesn't affect this card at all. So we can talk. So SmackDown, Jay and Jimmy. Jay was gone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, cool. So we have Jimmy on SmackDown and, and Jimmy's trying to find his way. He gets his own music. They add an extra M to his name. Yeah. On the walkout. Yeah. Uh and now it's him and solo and now he has to do the trials to get back into the bloodline. It seems a little little shaky. So now they're planting the seeds there where it's like, okay, he's trying to earn it. They're really killing time until Roman comes back. And it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't think that's gonna end. Like him going back to the bloodline isn't gonna end as as though people think it's going to end. It seems very shaky there. And then we get to payback, and it's not on the card because it wasn't a real match. But we had the Grayson Waller effect, mm-hmm. and Cody Rhodes comes out. He is the guest, and Cody's talking and all this stuff. I was like, "All right, cool." And I said on our last show, like, "It's going to use this as a vehicle to get to SmackDown." I may be wrong. I may be right still because he introduces using EVP powers. He's like, "I don't know if I'm making the right decision here." But I pulled some strings. I talked to Adam Pierce and the newest member of Raw, Jay, main event, Jay Uso. Jay comes out, he beats the hell out of Grace Waller on the super kick. Everyone goes crazy. The pop is insane. Gets the same pop on Monday when he comes out. I'm interested to see what Jay does as a solo guy. But I feel like this is the beginning of the master plan by Cody Rhodes. Um,. The Jimmy stuff in the bloodline, it doesn't work for me at all. I hate it. What about the J stuff now? I'm going to get to the J stuff. Okay. Jimmy broke up the bloodline. Yes, he did. Make the, you got to make this make sense, right? Like, the, the breakup with Jimmy and Jay is so flimsy now. As time goes on, it's like now Jimmy's working his way back in, but it was his reason that Jay got out because Jay was the one to stay in. And then they beat Roman, and then Jimmy cost Jay the title. Now Jay. Now it's a mess. I think the bloodline story is an absolute mess now. And the reason why it's a mess is because Roman's not there. Yeah. And they're just trying to keep things going. <laughs> yeah. But I don't care. Like, watching Jimmy in his trials, and I'm like, this, this is dumb. Because Roman sh- it hasn't been presented as an idiot. And if Roman comes in and just like, that's cool, that's stupid. Yeah. Roman should be like, get the fuck out of here. But Roman should be calling it in to Paul Heyman and be like, no, fuck him. That's how this should work. The idea to me is we got to keep Jimmy and Jay separate because they want the WrestleMania moment. Yep. And they're going to work Mania. And just like Ray and Dom, they had to put them on different shows for a while. Then eventually they got to Mania together. The logic makes sense. The storytelling device, not so much. So I don't know where this bloodline stuff is over is going, but I'm over it right now. I'm not interested I in I love all. the Jay-Sammy interaction. I thought that was great. Uh, I know a lot of people say Cody's getting himself over to SmackDown. I hate it. For the reason of I, the branch, like if you just call your shot, it's very weird to do that. You, I'm going to trade myself and for this guy. But Cody going to SmackDown now doesn't make any sense to me. It is September. If you're going to finish the story at WrestleMania, how do you keep Cody away from Roman? If, the, if he's truly traded for like seven months. Well, then he goes, he tries to challenge him. You say he's skipping the line. Someone takes offense to him skipping the line. You give him a feud with either Lashley or AJ Styles, preferably AJ Styles. AJ's dealing with Solo and Jimmy right now. Yeah, again, 
You don't think Cody's going to be inserted in the bloodline? But I'm saying, like, AJ's, AJ's a baby face. So what I'm saying is, like, you have, if, if this is what's happening, I don't think they should. I still think Cody should stay on Raw. The problem is, like I said on the show, who's this next feud? It's important. Yeah. I don't know where they go, but if you put them on SmackDown, anything away from the bloodline makes no sense. No. He right? has to be in the periphery of the bloodline the entire way. And coming off of Lesnar feud, and I feel like this, they didn't think this all the way through. It was like, all right, well, Cody's done with Brock. We know we got to finish the story, but who's he going to work? He can't work Gunther. Gunther's no. way too high right now. So you got to keep him away from him. But there's nobody else that's like really hot right now. One more feud, SmackDown-wise. Yeah. And then, then you could get into the him versus Solo feud. Like, and him and Solo can work. Solo, I mean, the thing is, you have to do something new with Solo, too, right? And not in a way that's, like, Solo's presentation has been great, but he's gone from enforcer. But now you got to build that enforcer up. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's running shit right now. Yeah, but you have to build him up to make sure that if he's going to feud with Cody, it makes sense. You got a lot of time between now and WrestleMania. And whether Cody gets there through the Elimination Chamber or through the Royal Rumble, He's going to get to WrestleMania. It seems like that's the, the plan. I just, I'm not sure. In, because I can't wear Seth Rollins because Seth has the title. Uh, the Judgment Day are running shit. It could be fun to have Cody work the Judgment Day, but you don't want to bury the Judgment Day because they're hot right now. Yeah. Edge, for all intents and purposes, is kind of gone. I mentioned on the show last week, I think him and Randy Orton would be great if we had a heel Randy Orton, but we don't know the status of Randy Orton. I'm just throwing names out there that work. But after that, it's like, well, who does he feud with that people go, that's a good feud, and I'm into it. And I don't know. So I don't know if, if he was to go it's to SmackDown. with Lashley because he's trying to build a right. stable. It's like, if, if you bring in, it's too soon because Lashley hasn't done anything but walk around with a suit with the Street Profits. Like, if Lashley had some momentum, I was like, okay, that makes sense. He's knocking on the door. But he's not. So it's like, what is he going to do to bide his time between now and then? So the whole, like, Jay on, on Raw could be fun, but then it's like you really wonder. But where? Because everybody's like, he's going to take the title off of Gunther. Is that what y'all want? Mm. That's not what I want. He's main event Jay Uso. So it feels like eventually he's got to be kind of in the title picture at some point. Yep. But then we all know all Rose got to lead back to a match with his brother because that's what these two want. I just don't know what's going on. To me, like, right now, Raw and SmackDown, they haven't been really great. They've been like okay shows outside of Gable and Gunther, which has been tremendous. Great. Outside of that, Bloodline keeps rolling. Uh, Bloodline, it's, it's, it's stale, it's still, but it's, it's. I mean, it's just keeping rolling. Um, Owens and Zayn hit their stride, but we'll talk about them in a yeah. second. And then, yeah, this I mean, is. It's nothing really jumping off the page. Actually. Judgment Day. Judgment Day's been great. Yeah, and that's like the real story of Raw right now. Yeah, I really like uh, a sub story on Raw that is pretty cool. Um, is the New Day just figuring their way back into the title pictures? Yeah, and then I don't know why Drew and what's his face are a tag team, uh, and then the <laughs> Riddle, Riddle, yeah. but whatever. Boy, Drew the, Riddle, the Woods get smacked in the face with that chair last week. Yo, oh my god, threw that shit right in his face, and then this week Kofi kissed Kingston in Trouble in Paradise. So there's like a cool three way dynamic between them and. Um, War Machine and all this like so yeah all right like I like that little okay let's keep the tag division going 
even though the tag championships are kind of like floating around yeah. doing their own thing. So I, I like that aspect of things. And then he's just been giving us good matches. I mean, Seth Rollins hasn't cooled down. He'll knock. I'm glad it wasn't a one-off. No, I'm glad it wasn't one-off. And as we t- we'll talk about payback, I want to talk about this match. I like this match, but I didn't love it. I liked it. I, I liked it as a table setter. I was like, please don't let Priest, like they have more to do, Right. Something weird is going on with Seth, though, right? It, and it's not, I don't know if it's him, but he's arguably one of the best wrestlers in the, in the business. Yes. But he hasn't quite, it feels like his matches have been, like, right there. Like, this match was not, was, like, good, but it was like, all right, when's the next one? His matches with Cody were great, but it's like, his next match with Nakamura needs to be a banger. Like Gunther level, like I yeah. need some like four and a half. Star, yeah, like he's like due star. now, right? Like he's he's having good matches. Like the matches with Balor were good, but they weren't great. They were good. Yeah. Like Rollins could wrestle in his sleep and have a good match. I don't want that out of him. Him and Nakamura, like Nak is a guy who always say he works on cruise control until you give him somebody to work. Him and Rollins, they should find a way to give us one of those oh my god matches. Rollins, we know has it in him. We haven't seen it in Nak in forever. And they're building towards a few that make sense that they would kill each other. And then Priest can cash in. Yeah. Right? But I think Rollins is champ. Like, we all know he's like the stable guy. He's over shit. Now all I need is that, that four and a half, five-star match out of him. And he's got it. Just He's got it delivered. It's just been a while. It's been a while. He's had really good matches. Like yeah. he, he didn't have the best match on this card. It was good. Yep. But he's due. And when you're watching like Will Ospreay and you're the guy saying, I'm the best wrestler in the business, and you're watching what Kenny Omega does, and you're watching Will Ospreay, and you're watching Gunther in your own fucking company, you should be like, bro, I need to have, like, take the strings. I need to go. Back problems and all. I need to play it all into my match and then, like, deliver. And he hasn't had the chance to deliver yet. He's due. And then, yeah, I'm trying to go through the card to see where we're starting. We'll start at the trash. Raquel and Rhea Ripley was garbage. What? Back flexy? I fucking hate that shit. We just flex. Dude, it was back muscles. Rhea couldn't even carry that match. <laughs> it was that whole match. That match was a struggle. It wasn't great. It wasn't good. And it sucks because Rhea's so over. The problem with Rhea being over is that Raquel's not over. Yeah. And the crowd didn't give a shit. They were chanting for mommy more than they were chanting for Raquel. She needs a makeover, man. She doesn't have a gimmick. Yes, she does. It's her flexi back. That's not a gimmick. It's hers. It's trash. It's trash. It's I didn't. I hated she this. She came off of being like women's tag team champion straight into this feud. Yeah, it made like no sense. But she has like no personalities. I've never been a big fan of she Raquel. Doesn't have an edge. No, she has something. But you got to do something to get it out of her. She is like Statlander, but not as good. Statlander's a better wrestler than her. Sure. But she's just like there. Yeah. She looks the part, but the gear ain't working for me. Like none of it. Ugh. They got to just admit that, like, you know what? It's not working. Yeah. That's we, a let's, get you, let's get Piper Nevin in this picture and Please. then pull you out for uh, Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. Hey, man. Shout out to Trish Stratus, 47 years old, giving her body to the match like this. This might be. It's not the best match of the night. No. It was close. It was good, though. Might be the second. It was violent. It was good. Becky was good. Like, this was Super a good match. Super was good. Everything. Yeah. The finish was dope. Yeah. The, Trish and, went out how she should have went out. And Zoe Stark is made now. Yeah. She's a woman that can, like, insert herself into, like, near the top of the title picture yeah. or big feuds. She's made. She turns on Trish at the end. I don't know exactly if that makes her heal. She's well, not Trish a baby turned face. turned on her. Yeah. But she's not a baby face, no. though. She's she's a heel. The epitome of a heel. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. Her face screams heel. Yeah. You can't make her a baby face. No. 
So, I don't, so know. I don't know. I thought that was a little weird. Yeah, that was weird. She should have beat the shit out of Trish. Yeah. So, yeah, she has to keep going. And I think she just lost. Zoe Stark. I think she lost on Monday. But nonetheless, I, I think, like you said, it elevated her. And then LA Knight versus The Miz. Boy, this was such a pointless match. John Cena be a special guest. It was, I don't understand. This match was dumb. It wasn't great. It was, it was dumb because, you know. I mean, I thought LA worked. L.A. Knight worked a good match. He the played the hits. But, I mean, that's what he got. I, I'm just saying, like, like. What do you want? Five-star classic? That's no, not what no, the guy no. does. I just. The moment you insert Cena in the match, I was like, oh, I rolled yeah. my eyes. I was like, yeah. this is so stupid. That was unnecessary. It's like Cena being like goofy Cena is like fun in spots, but not here. And you don't need Cena to get L.A. Knight over because L.A. Knight's already over. So that was, all of this was unnecessary. The match was relatively boring. My but, favorite part was the end where L.A. Knight still wasn't like trying to mess with Cena like that. He was like. What do you want? Like, yeah, it's just like, all right, handshake, cool. This was like, One time. this was the epitome of a two star match. Yeah, it was just kind of, it there. was, it was there. It happened and, you know, he played the hits. The crowd said, yeah. LA Knight's still stupid over, though. He's okay. over his shit, but at, at sooner, you don't need Cena to get him over. Yeah. Like, you just, I know he's going to work the Miz again, but you don't need the Miz to get him over. He's over. Now he needs to start working to make you, like, beating Miz gets you nowhere these no. days. Diminishing returns, like the same thing we talked about with Jericho at AEW. If you beat the same guy so many times, at a certain point we go, I don't Everybody care. beat the match. Yeah, who cares? Yep. Uh, Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory. Oh, man. They got to send Austin Theory back to the fucking heads time tool shed because this, this match was not it either. It had no swerve to it. There was, like, it was I, just a I nothing. Thought, it was nothing. Yeah. I was like, further any storyline? I'm watching the match and I'm like, that's it? Like, this is Legado that was gonna like turn on Eddie. Yeah. Like, give me nothing, nothing. Oh, right? Theory needs to he needs to go away. Yeah, yeah. he needs to go. He has to go away Tell and come back. He's healthy. Yeah, he's, he's got to go away, come back, and they're gonna have to work on some character things. He's in like similar to that Jay White spot now because yeah. like even his wrestling isn't like it ain't clicking. Like all of it as a unit's not working. So we got to go back and figure it out because he's wildly talented. Oh, and he, he was. Good wrestler. Yeah, he's a damn good wrestler, but it like it just ain't working. Yep. And then Judgment Day versus Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Steel City Street Fight. When this stipulation was given, I was like, you're at a stark disadvantage. <laughs> but Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn really wanted this match. Kevin Owens coming out, jeans, Mario Lemieux jersey. I was like, Fuck it. You won my heart already. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking about. And this match, they gave it their all. And I loved the shenanigans. I loved everything. Kevin Owens down there missed the table on the center. Oh, God, that center was crazy. Yeah. He had the Terry uh, Funk shirt on? Yes. Like, everything everything hit with this match and was how it was supposed to be. Even Rhea, who speared KO through the banister, I was like, Yo, she has a match coming up after this. Like, she don't even care. She's like, nah, whatever. Man. I'm taking bumps before my match. That's how much I just disrespect Rhea Ripley. Or, uh, no, disrespect Raquel Rodriguez. Like, I don't even care. I'm putting my body through it before I wrestle her. And, no, I, I thought it hit every note. I was shocked to see the Judgment Day win. I was, too. I was I was too. But they got all the gold and silver. They got all the gold, thank God, because... About six months ago, we were wondering if Judgment Day was dead in the water. Yep. We were saying at WrestleMania, like, they need to win bad because they They're lose all the time. I still maintain Finn should have won Hell in a Cell. It would have went a long way. Whatever. Yeah, it would have definitely the helped. the stitches. Him. Yeah. Whatever. But this match was great. But at a certain point, I was like, yo, it's five on two, bro. You can't win. Can't win. 
I thought they were so close to winning. They were, and then Dom hit them with a briefcase, and yeah. that was that. But like between like the hockey sticks and Kevin Owens busted open the hard way, and Sami Zayn doing Sami Zayn things, and Damian Priest looked great, and Finn Balor looked great. This is Finn, Damian Priest got a new briefcase from JD McDonough. JD yeah. McDonough showing up. Like Senor Money in the Bank. I really like that new briefcase. I do too. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, that was a great it, idea. It, a lot of this stuff, it's all working for J- Judgment Day. They are the stars of Monday Night Raw right now. As yeah, much as I show. love Seth Rollins, I think like Judgment Day, Dominic Mysterio, every time he touches a mic, he's just booed out of the building. <laughs> Rhea's still over his mommy, and Damian Priest is like, he's, he's making me believe. That's why he needs to hold on to this briefcase for as long as possible. He's climbing. He, yeah, he's climbing that ladder. The inevitable breakup at some point, with, with, where does J.D. McDonough fit into all this? Yeah. It's great because I think J.D. Jordan Devlin was always a great wrestler, yep. and he has a douchebag face, so it all works. <laughs> yes. um, but this match, was, this match was really good, and I hope Kevin Owens is actually okay because that senton, I was like, bro, like you caught all of the floor. Yeah, just on your ass too, and you felt that the next day. Oh. Adrenaline got you through the match. The next day did not. Yes, and then main event, Seth freaking Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. We touched on the match, and it was just, I thought it was it was good, but it's just one of those things where it's like, damn, I thought Nak was going to win. It was a little weird to me that he attacks Seth after the show goes off air. So you got to, like, see it on social media. Yeah. And but they like doing shit like that with, like, those little Easter it's eggs. Cool and sometimes. they built it for, like, yeah. Monday. So you're like, oh, okay, the feud is still going with Nak. Yeah. No, those things are cool, like... Because everybody's, you know, not everybody's on social media, but you can use it the next day. Yeah. Um, and it works because now you can actually do the real match with Seth and Knock. Like, this was a setup. Payback was kind of a nothing pay-per-view in terms of it happened just a few weeks after SummerSlam. Yep. We're kind of setting up a few things here and there. Three good matches. Yeah, we had three good matches. We had some stinkers. Uh, but all in all, I think, like, they have some things to figure out. But, like, the match, WWE's match of the week was, Came on Monday. was but, Gable and Gunther. But we knew this a week before. And they're like, we're yeah. not putting it on the pay-per-view. I still think it was a mistake. I get why they did it, because the time and for him to go yes. over. I get it. I, I totally get it. But I wish Gable would have got that spot. Like, I think that n- the next pay-per-view is for Gable and Gunther. Maybe, but man, I'm watching this match. and They're going to have a wild stipulation. Whatever it is. Danielson's been talking about Gable for years, and I'm sure he doesn't talk about him as much because he's in AEW. But in my, my last interview with Danielson before he left WWE, he talked about Gable and how good he is. He's like, you guys haven't seen the best of this kid yet. And this, this feud with Gunther, he's been incredible. Yep. Like, every time he hits that rolling German, I lose my mind because he always suspends it just for a second before <laughs> he lets you know. Yeah, that I've got his ass up. Yep. But the, you talked about it earlier. The way Gunther finished him, it was like one of those... All right, we not doing near falls. I'm gonna make sure you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna do everything in my power to make sure you're dead. And that final lariat, it's it's the the package of Gunther is just it to think Vince McMahon never believes in this guy. No, because he is pro wrestling, and Vince left mm. that behind him long ago. Mm. And Gunther, when you look at him, his presentation isn't. Sports entertainment. I mean, Imperium's built on establishing the order of pro wrestling, the respect back to pro wrestling. The mat is sacred. The mat is sacred. And that's their whole gimmick. And that's not a Vince McMahon style gimmick because he doesn't want to remind people that that exists. Gunther was running the yin 
to Chris Jericho's Yang in two different promotions. With Chris Jericho, like, we're sports entertainers. And Guther in the sports entertainment company was like, I'm a pro wrestler. And Trips kind of understood this. I mean, he kept the belt on him in the UK forever. Mm-hmm. And then finally lost it, came to the main roster, really didn't lose at all. And then now it's gone on this amazing streak. And it's one of those things where it's like, how many times, and it has to be countless times, and Vince McMahon had the right guy, that right thing in front of him, and fucked it up. And All he was time. so close to doing it again. It just... Dude, people forget. Fate intervened. Survivor Series, NXT versus the main roster. Had him get pinned. He was the first man out. First man out. Immediately. Ada Claymore, and it was a wrap. It was his first... Taking his first pin in... Six years Total? ever in the company. He had never no, taken in the a, company, never yeah. been beaten. But like he, from progress and everything, before, he was on like a six-year winning streak. I mean, to have him lose like that, you you knew it was like Vince just does not believe in this guy. But now it's like you got him here. The mad is sacred. He calls it the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship, and he says it with such authority. He's like, yeah, he's right. He's made that again. As much as I love Seth Rollins, he's made like that the title on the show. <laughs> Seth, Seth goes hard for his title, but yes. He, he does, but it's it like... It does not feel like a secondary belt. No, the way he carries it, what he does with the history that's already attached to it, because he's had this shit for so long, yeah. the matches that he's having with it. And I hate people complaining, like, everyone's breaking records in WWE now. Like, yeah, so? I mean, it, it, look, it, it happens. really good. The, the thing is with Gunther is not like Roman Reigns who wrestles once every few months and the title just keeps rolling. No, he's wrestling. Yeah. And not only is he wrestling... He is giving you the best matches that the company's had in years. Who's believable to beat him? That and that's what like, I love about it because I think if it, I've always said he's got to be Roman, right? But if he's not, which he clearly not, and Cody goes on that side, him versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, oh, uh, or like wherever you do has it, that belt. wherever you do Seth Rollins, because I mean, Damian Priest might roll into Mania with the yeah, belt but, if you elongate, which is is cool, but but he might lose it before then too. Gunther needs his WrestleMania moment match that just absolutely delivers. Because he just had it. He just had it with Sheamus and Drew. Yeah. No, he needs that singles, one-on-one, five-star banger. He is your, like, he's the guy. Yeah. He is the epitome of a heel. He operates unlike anybody else in this business. Him and Sami Zayn would give the most amazing match. Dude, him and Kevin, like, him and Owens have had a match, but. Yeah. And him and Owens are cool, but, like, they're both kind of, like, Stiff work. Like, Sammy, the way he sells in, like, the underdog role against someone like Gunther. There, there's so many ways you could go with it. Because, like, people that are just getting introduced to Gunther and didn't watch Walter and, like, PWG. Like, when I watched Walter work Keith Lee in PWG, I was like, oh, my fuck. Like, what yeah. is this? Like, even Dijakovic and, and Gunther and Keith, like, they all had those crazy matches. Yeah. And now that I see what they believe in them. In this Chad Gable match, and hopefully Chad Gable, whatever happens with this Gunther feud. I wouldn't mind. Keep him at the, near the top yeah, of the Yeah, I wouldn't car. mind Gable taking the belt off. He's so, he's so, he's so good. But that is your. This is the worker's title again. It's the worker's title, but this is your, this is your respect guy. This is your guy. Nobody can deny him. You can hate WWE as much as you want. When that guy shows up on the screen, you watch. Because he's, Easily top five wrestlers in the world, period. Yeah. Right now, he's the second best wrestler in the world. I saw someone on Twitter who said, oh, John Cena's back because Cena's going to take the belt off him. Oh, do I want that? I, was like, I actually would like Gunther to kill John Cena and send him back to <laughs> packing. 
I was like, I can see that. I can see like Cena beating it. That's such a Vince would do thing. that. Vince would yeah, do that. Like, I don't Cena think Hunter will do him, that. And then rocketing Gunther up the top of the card, of course. But like Cena winning and then doing like an open challenge and Cena putting the next IC title yeah, champion we don't over. Need that. Nobody wants that. No, just keep it the workers' belt. Yeah, I mean, look, when Gunther finally loses, it'll be. I don't think he's going to lose by. Like, remember when Dragonoff beat him? Like, it's. Dragonoff went through hell to beat him. Whoever beats Gunther is going to go through hell and be made, right? But. Dragonoff's still made to this yeah. day. <laughs> as soon as Gunther loses, he's going right into the title picture. Immediately. There's no way you keep this guy out of this shit. He's just he like the Imperium faction, the music, the look, his promos. He is my God. Like he's, he's which is mind boggling that Vince didn't see it. Cause he, it's not mind boggling. I see why Vince didn't see it. No, but he looks in his feel and presentation like the guys Vince liked in the eighties. Yeah, he wasn't buff enough. That like no, even before like Vince, he's the champion from the seventies, the eighties, who were big, but not like overly buff. Like he, yeah. he had that presentation. Now he's transformed the entire body, so he he looks like even a body guy. But he's not like Drew Mack, body guy. No, but he's one of those guys where it just he still looks like that throwback style wrestler. Just the trunks and Vince used to love. The, Bob Backlund was champion forever. Bob Backlund was never a body guy. He was just a technical badass wrestler. Like you, you had these type of guys for a very, very long time. And then the '90s hit. You got into his character shit and completely forgot what you used to like. But yeah. in the '80s, he liked these guys. I don't know. Outside of Hulk, and, then, and I think the worst part is for Vince is that he didn't want his heels to be that good of a wrestler, right? Like your heels just need to work heel shit. Like, they don't need to be great wrestlers. Be a heel. Put the good guy over. No, Gunther wrestles. Yes. Right? So him working Gable is not like, oh, he's going to do some heelish stuff. No, he's going to just win. He's yeah. just going to decimate you along Could the way. Hit a belly to back into like a single crab. Bruh, into like- he power bombs Gable and it's just like, he looks at him like, I'm just going to kill you now. Yeah. Rolls him right back onto his feet. Gable's out on his feet. Just and just crushed. levels him. And it's still like a heel thing to do. And got like three or four finishers. Yeah. I mean, he beats somebody with a chop. Yeah, he did. He's, <laughs> he got five there is there he is some awesome job over the chop. There is the way he's set up is that he's he's the he's the he's the most consistent thing this company has, and they can't blow with him. They're gonna need to put that world heavyweight title on him and let him carry that. Whatever you do with Roman Reigns, cool, but that is the model of consistency, and that's the model for respect. And if WWE wants respect, put the title on that dude. Yeah, and. He's going to have to have a long reign. Yes. Because it's just, once the title gets on him, it's on him. Yo, boy, you're going to have to respect the mat in him too? Oh, he's going to be a menace. It's, yeah, but it's instant credibility. Like, AW fans can't shit on it. You can't. That's what I'm saying. Respect. It. Like, it's just respect. immediate, like, nope, that guy's the real deal. 100%. So it's, it's great to see Gunther, and he got the respect he deserved this week. So we'll have plenty of pro wrestling talk next week. Hopefully it's less eventful outside of the ring. And we can just continue the builds in AW towards their uh, next special event in Queens. And then WWE is building. And I think they have like an India card coming up or whatever. Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah. So we'll see how both companies evolve. Maybe we get some CM Punk news between here and there because people are still digging up stuff on the dirt sheets. So plenty of wrestling to talk about next week. Remember, you guys still get a full MMA show later this week because we have a pay-per-view from Australia Coming up, Dre will not hold back on his feelings about that pay-per-view. And then we're going to do our first all 
hip-hop show later this week. We promise you guys we'll mix that in on We Star Light and one of the sports. So this is the first one for that. So it's going to be exciting. Shout out to everyone here at Blue Wire Studios in the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. Everyone in Booth, thank you for holding us down as always. Everyone listening, follow us on social media, on all platforms. Make sure you guys listen to us wherever you guys listen to podcasts. Tell a friend. Give us a rating as well. Those little star ratings, that's really cool. We appreciate that. That'll help boost us up these algos. So you guys are the best already. We appreciate all the Twitter responses, you guys DMing us, talking about the show. Make sure you guys leave reviews as well to help us out. For myself, for the old man Andreas Hell, Till next time, we're out. Peace. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.